0: Hello! Good morning and welcome to another episode of AI Buzz. My name is Nick. Some great stories for you today. in The world of machine learning and artificial intelligence. Thank you for being here. What are we going to talk about? First up, we're going to see robots zooming around on sidewalks trying to deliver food. Teachable Machine 2.0. Talk about that. New Gin, the liqueur is uh being made from A to Z with an AI. And lastly, I'll talk about how the Stepping Stone principle is a very fresh look at artificial intelligence and how it could possibly really change the field. Let's get started. Thank you for joining me. So Amazon is looking to expand delivery of their packages to the air with drones. Other countries are Countries, oh my gosh. Companies are looking to speed up the delivery process and trying to get products to consumers faster. This story is about a company that's doing the same thing, but in a rather unconventional manner. A company called Yandex from Russia is working on creating small-wheeled robots that are going to be capable of delivering packages on sidewalks. The robots have six wheels and were initially covered by TechCrunch, the release. Robots are going to travel at a human's walking speed, so that's really good. We don't have to worry about one of these things running into you and going 40 miles an hour. Computer vision technology is going to be applied through the uh, delivery bot cameras and it's going to be able to sense people, which is really good as well as cars, pets, and other unforeseen things on the sidewalks that it will encounter. So the company behind the the robots, Yandex, it's a pioneer in the search engine space over in Russia. And checking out their website, uh, they look a lot like Google, except for Russia. And they're kind of a behemoth over there. They're involved in a lot of other businesses. So they're in the food delivery space already. So they do search engine and food delivery, pretty diverse set of businesses. And they're looking to, you know, expand these delivery options in in really unique ways. And um, what they're hoping to accomplish with these sidewalk bots are kind of the last mile delivery aspect. So, you know, shipping from the warehouse to a local, kind of like a post office type of thing, you know, companies kind of have that down. Companies can really optimize that. Um, Amazon is like a master at this. However, bringing it from that post office to the house, to someone's house, that is where things get really inefficient because you're literally driving a single package, to a unique location every time you can, you can try to optimize the route and stuff, but it really adds to the cost because you're making separate trips essentially for, uh, you know, each person. And there's a lot that could be optimized here. And I think robots are a great approach to this. So the fact that Yandex has all these other businesses is going to let them really dump a lot of money into this research. So. Can't wait to see the video of these things zooming around on the sidewalks, and I'm sure there'll be some good, uh, some good uh, YouTube clips, and um, you know that we'll be able to see as a result of this. Next up, machine learning allows us to teach a model almost anything by feeding it different data. Models can learn behaviors, speech, motor movements. There have been examples of all of these things. I've covered some of them. 2017, Google released an awesome new tool called Teachable Machine. The tool allowed users to teach the machine pretty much anything, such as motion through the camera, uh, through the computer's video camera. And the rel- original release was was a real hit. People liked it. gave people uh, with disabilities the option of training machine learning models. In so this was 2017. They released the first version. Now, in 2019, they're releasing Teachable Machine 2.0 where users are going to be able to deploy these models that they train to the web and other applications that they develop. And this is true of the first version, too. The thing that they really tout about Teachable Machine is that it does not require code to train these machine learning models. It's kind of a, a drag-and-drop user interface. It's, it's really clean... Uh, really powerful though. Don't let it fool you. It's, it seems very, very powerful. And this new version allows you to, um, put an audio as well. And the so Google released this, you know, this new tool, this new version. They put out a really nice blog post with, with some examples of how this can be used. And once again, no codings needed. So definitely check it out. Anyone can use it. Um, there's some good examples on um, telling if a banana is ripe or not, just based on you know video footage from your webcam, um, and then exporting it, if you wish to do so, is really easy as well. So definitely check it out. It looks really powerful, and I'm excited to see how users implement this into their own creations. Artificial intelligence is, oh, I didn't say it, next up. Artificial intelligence is finding its way into all kinds of wild new applications. It's beginning to create and identify the tastes and smells that we like best. The future may very well involve AI in the food engineering phase of creating new delicious food and drink. Now, there's a new player in the distillery business called Jeanette. Jeanette is actually not a human. It's an artificial intelligence algorithm capable of analyzing thousands of different factors, such as ingredients, lots of different unique ingredients. I, th- I don't even know what you'd call some of these things that they looked at, um, but things like gooseberries and coriander seeds. So they looked at all these diverse ingredients, as well as existing gin, and gin recipes, and tried to create a unique gin. And so... Two companies out of Sweden kind of worked together on this to create Jeanette. And, you know, then Jeanette, in turn, created the world's first AI-generated gin. Pretty cool accomplishment. (laughs) Jeanette's first release is called Monker's Garkle. And, yes, I checked this name, and that is what it's called. Monker's Garkle. Not certain... Maybe that means something in Swedish. Uh, I'll let someone comment on this podcast if it does mean something that I'm not aware of. Anyways, Manker's Garkel is a combination of orange zest, gooseberries, coriander seeds, and some other exotic spices and roots. Um, to And these all work together to give it a unique and delicious flavor. So the team also... So in addition to training this model to look at all these recipes and ingredients, they also use it to create like the marketing pieces of it too. So they, they wanted to have it be like an end-to-end machine learning product, which is really cool. You don't see that very often. Usually the product could be developed with machine learning, and then humans will take over the marketing piece of it. Um, so... They used it also to develop all materials for this product, like the labels, social media communications. Really, really cool approach that they had here. So the team says it's not a replacement for humans. This is kind of an experiment of theirs. Um, you know, Jeanette doesn't have the experience of some of their master uh, distillers that they said they have on uh, staff and at these companies. But they say it's really a a promising first step in using these types of models for uh, recipe discovery. Cool stuff. Last up, and next up. Artificial intelligence is uh, typically based on huge quantities of data. And the corresponding models that work with this data to extract useful information. The patterns are learned from this data in a way that suits them for a particular objective. For example, in identifying cat versus dog images, a convolutional neural network will extract out the patterns that allow it to make the correct classification the most amount of times. And this is based on, so it's based on the training data, and they're trying to determine the patterns that are going to classify it correctly according to some function. So there's a whole wide variety of functions that you can use for this, but you're trying pretty much any machine learning model that you're using out there is trying to minimize the kind of the distance between the prediction and the absolute it's trying just trying to minimize it, get it as small as possible. And what really can happen And this, I see this all the time with neural networks that I work with is if you, so when you're trying to minimize a function, think of a 2d graph, you have this, uh, kind of curvy line and you can get really easily stuck in these local minimums. Think of it like a, a ball rolling down a hill. So if it rolls down the hill, and gets stuck in a rut, it won't be able to get back over and out of that rut. But what if there's a much lower rut beneath the first rut? You want to get the ball into that the lowest possible rut, if that makes any sense at all. I doubt it does. But essentially what can happen is the ball will get stuck in one of these ruts, and it won't be able to get out and find that lower rut. And finding that lowest rut is called minimization of a function. And it's such a common downfall of machine learning algorithms if you don't have your, what's called a learning rate, high enough. So learning rate kind of is would describe like the momentum of the ball. So if you have a really high learning rate, then each step that the, uh, the model takes, it's possible that... The ball would get out of that first rut and maybe jump over that hill and get into a lower rut. If you have a really small learning rate, you're never going to get out of that rut. And then the function will say it's optimized when it's locally optimized, but there, it can be much more optimized. So this is how many machine learning algorithms work. You're trying to minimize a function and you know it's easy for it to get stuck, essentially. And to really get to the point of artificial general intelligence, um, I, you know, I don't. I think most of the experts in the field say we're, we kind of need something wild. We need something new that's going to just completely flip everything on its head, and throwing more data at these types of models. Um, you know, I think. You know, it, it'll, it'll improve the performance of them. You know, throwing more data will always improve performance. Um, and tweaks and improvements to these models will, will improve performance as well. But I think it's kind of law of diminishing returns with these types of approaches. Um, so a fresh perspective and a new approach are needed, say, say many of the experts. Research from a University of Central Florida team, this, came about a couple years ago now, but wanted to cover anyways, they, they spawned a highly unusual idea that's really flipped the world of AI on its head. So instead of optimizing an objective function like I was talking about, and running the risk of the model getting stuck in a rut, uh, the researchers led by Kenneth Stanley says that we should let artificial intelligence do what it wants. Just let it be a teenager, you know, let it, uh, let it do what it do what it wants. Explore. That's actually what they try to have it do. So the best example of, of how we can apply this approach and kind of let AI do what it wants is a test that they did with robots and a maze. So they tested how well robots in a maze could find the exit. And in one set, they trained the model to minimize the distance between, uh, where the robot ended up, and the exit. So if it found the exit, that would be distance of zero. If it got stuck in kind of a dead end, they would measure the distance from the final position of the robot to the exit. So getting stuck in a dead end is the same as getting stuck in a rut, like I was talking about before. The model has thinks it has optimized its objective. It got stuck in the rut it can't get out of that rut to find an even lower rut, which is the exit. So, perfect example of how these models can kind of fail. So, by doing this, the, the robots only found the exit 7.5% of the time. In another set of experiments, robots were, were not, not even explicitly programmed to find the exit. They were trained to find uh, routes that were different and unique compared to other routes. And then just try those different ones and try to see which are the most unique and different. Robots with this approach found the exit almost 98% of the time. So the difference is that they weren't even programmed to find the exit. They just kind of stumbled upon it. The researchers let the model explore. They did not even try to give it an objective. They let it do its own thing. So they tried novel new approaches, and they didn't get stuck in the ruts with the same probability that the the other set of experiments, the other set of robots did. So this this is incredibly fascinating. It's really a different, completely different approach. It's turned everything on its head. You know, let's stop programming uh, models with an objective that we define. Let them kind of find the objective on their own if they can. And this is called the stepping stone principle. And seeing this applied more and more to cool problems, I'm sure that won't be the end of seeing this applied in revolutionary ways. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be responsible for some incredible discoveries. So, I think artificial general intelligence is going to require a fresh approach such as this. It might not be this approach, but, you know, really different approaches like this. I think it's that's the right track for AGI. Anyways, thanks so much for joining me on this episode of AI Buzz. Brief recap of what I talked about. Yandex is going to be zooming around on the sidewalks delivering packages to people. Teachable Machine 2.0, released by Google this year to essentially train machine learning models with no code. That's right, no code. Check it out. An artificially generated gin from Sweden is called Monker's Garkel. and uh, it's created by the master distiller Jeanette, which is not a human. They also used AI to develop their marketing campaigns, which is really cool. And lastly, I talked about a really fresh example of uh, machine learning and a fresh approach to the field called the Stepping Stone Principle and how it's possible that this could be you know, used for some really incredible discoveries down the road. Thanks so much for tuning in today. My name is Nick. This is AI Buzz. I'll be back very, very soon with more artificial intelligence and machine learning stories for you. Have an awesome day. Bye.